This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broad. We want to continue our study, but before we do, let me give you our mailing address. This is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We'd love to hear from you. We've been asking you now for four or five times, four or five days. To help us with the broadcast, if you will. This airtime costs money, my friends. Yes, and uh, we, we, you ask the Lord to lay it on your heart, if you uh, will. And if he lays on your heart to send us an offering, well, we appreciate it. We want to continue our study, as I said, in the first epistle or the first letter of the Apostle Peter. I know that there's much here in this portion of God's Word, and I'm already uh, appreciating this book more than ever before. You know, many times we just don't take time out, do we, to read and to study God's Word. But when you're preparing these messages, uh, then you have to kind of start to digging down a little bit. So I wish you would do that. In our last study, we had begin, uh, begun to look at the abundant mercy of God. Let's read uh, there uh, uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 3 of chapter 1. Verse 3 of chapter 1 of the first, first book of Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living, living or lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. My friend, I can't leave that verse without once again looking at that abundant mercy of God as we did in our last study. Yes, you and I have been begotten. Isn't that a gracious word this morning? Uh, begotten of God. Would you like to have that uh, written behind your name? Uh, I see, I, I visit a lot of uh, graveyards, cemeteries, when conducting funerals, and I see all sorts of inscriptions going on to be with the Lord uh, in the arms of Jesus and uh, all of those things. But wouldn't that be a gracious uh, uh, to put on your tomb and mine? Begotten of God. I, I believe that's what I'll ask, that folks just, my folks, if I'm, uh, the Lord takes me and, and they're still here, I just believe I'll ask them to put that on my tombstone, begotten of God. Isn't that, isn't that precious? We're drawn to Christ. We are, as it were, uh, we were, as it were, on the dunghill there of the world, and Christ has moved upon our hearts to turn to Christ. We are the begotten of God, my friend. We, uh, yes, in all our sin, he's begotten us. Not in it, but from it. He found us in our sins, yes, certainly. Come up, come to us one day. You know where, God, where Christ finds a sinner? In his sin. That's where he found you if you're saved. That's where he found me one day. Yes, he has of his own sovereign will and good pleasure had abundant mercy upon you and upon me if you're a child of God. That word abundant means much to the child of God. How his mercy is overflowing to his child. Then folks wonder at why there's a praise in our heart and a song on our lips day after day. I want to take time out here and read to you a portion uh, from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Let me just stop here and read it. Chapter, Isaiah, chapter 43 of Isaiah. But now, thus saith the Lord, who created thee, O Jacob, and he who formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, 
I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, the rivers, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior, Thy Savior, I gave Egypt for thy ransom, and Ethiopia and Seba for thee. My friend, have you ever read those verses? Uh, don't, don't they just uh, set forth the mercy of God to you this morning as they do me? I've called thee by thy name. Yes. Are you aware, uh, believer, that our God knows uh, our name? Yes, he does. He tells us uh, they are graven. Your name and mine, uh, God's children's name, are graven in the palms of his hands. Uh, isn't, isn't that a precious thought this morning? Can't you just uh, loosen up a little bit and think with me and, and look away from all the problems and the trials that face you? Maybe you're facing things this morning that you don't know how you get over. But if you're a child of God, listen, open your hand. Open your hand and look in it. There's nothing there. You, your name's not written there, but in the hand of our Lord, in Jesus' hand, my name is written there. You say, how can, I don't know how it can be. Don't ask me how it can be. That's, that's the Lord's business, not mine. Yet, folks uh, won't have the mercy of God. Yes, I see, folks, some here, some of you here at, uh, at, uh, who hear the old trailblazer, you just won't have the mercy of God. You will, you will stay away from uh, from the Lord. That's all. Yeah, yes, that's what you do. You stay away from the, the the hand that holds out mercy. Listen again. Have you been begotten? Have you? How can we uh, have this hope in heaven in our bosom? Is it because we've lived a good life? Is it because we've been a good mother, a good father, or because we've attended uh, some church or on a regular basis and been faithful in our giving, faithful in our witnesses? No. None of these things have one thing to do with the hope that the believer has in his heart. No, my friend, none of those things have any bearing on your being saved. Then how do, how do you ask? Only by and through the death, the burial, and then the resurrection of our blessed Lord from the dead. It is his life, his death, that has provided that hope of heaven. I know that in the day which we're living in, uh, many folks count the resurrection of Christ as a light thing. Folks won't believe that Christ came to save sinners. They scoff and make fun of the substitutionary death uh, of Christ, saying, why would anyone die for sinners? My friend, uh, don't make fun of the substitutionary death of our Lord. That is the greatest thing that ever happened in your life, if it ever does, is to come to see that there was one, a holy one, who took your place there on Calvary one day. How many asked the question, and uh, is there uh, is only one answer, why? And that is, it seemed good in the sight of God. For it seemed good in his sight. Why do folks want to understand everything before they believe? This is just another excuse Another trick of Satan to keep uh, folks from turning to Christ. We are saved under that living hope by and through the death and resurrection of Christ in no other way. I know that many don't accept God's word as being true, but my friend, what else do you have to hang your poor soul upon? Are you able to wash away your old sins and your old sin nature? Certainly no man is able to do this. 
But Satan, our old arch enemy, is always ready to keep our eyes and our hearts blinded. But our God is far greater than Satan, and it is he whom we serve. It is he who has saved us and keeps us and loves us uh, as his dear child. My friend, we are begotten of God. Don't you see? I, I want us to look now at verse 4. Uh, we'll just leave that verse. I'm reluctant to leave it. We're going to look at verse 4 of First Peter chapter 1. Here we find described what our Lord has provided for us in salvation. I wish you'd listen. I wish you folks who tell me you'd want to, you want to be saved. Would you just listen? This is what our Lord has provided. An inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away. Now, we could stop right there on those three words, three, three uh, portions of Scripture. Listen, an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven. I wish we could take these words one at a time and look at them. First, an inheritance. You and I who are saved, those of us whom the Lord has called out of this present evil world and delivered by His mercy and by His grace, we have an inheritance of God. Romans 8, uh, 16 and 17 tells us, The Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together, we are saved to an inheritance God's child will not be just some idle spirit floating around in heaven. No, we, uh, we will be an heir to the heavenly kingdom. Being a child of God makes us an heir. Being a child here on this earth makes us an heir of our parents' uh, inheritance, if they leave us anything. But being an heir uh, to the Lord, we inherit, yes, joint heirs with Christ. Not only are we an heir with Christ, but joint heirs with him. Uh, has that thought ever dawned upon you, believer, that you and I will one day inherit a place with Christ? I know that our only desire is to be where Christ dwells, to be in his presence forevermore, enjoying the peace of our Lord. But that's not all. For here, Peter tells us that we are begotten unto an inheritance an incorruptible and undefiled inheritance. Here in this life, you may uh, stand to inherit your millions of dollars or maybe houses and land worth lots of money, but all those things are only temporal. They won't last. No, the seasons change. The buildings begin to rot and decay, and the termites eat them up. The government takes a big portion of your property, which you inherit uh, because of the inheritance taxes, but there'll be no inheritance taxes in heaven. Not so in our heaven inheritance, no. It's incorruptible. It will never grow old. Our uh, Ours will be the blessings of the Lord. That will be our heavenly inheritance, my friend. One thing I find in the heart of every born-again child of God, no longer is he longing after the maternal material things as he once did. No longer does his heart run greedily after those things. Sure, we like to have a nice home, a nice automobile. But what I'm speaking of is no longer is there that desire to have all the finer things of life that are not necessary. Our Lord blesses his people. He says, if we'll ask, we shall receive. Uh, yes, we're just content. 
uh, to live from God's hand to our mouth. You see someone who's always planning and scheming and building and buying and selling and not satisfied with what he ha- what is uh, what he have. You mark it down. That soul, that that person does not have an eternal inheritance waiting for him. He has no desire for the Lord. His his desire is here. Yes, I, my heart goes out to him because if the Lord never takes hold of that individual, all he'll ever have is what he's putting his hands to right here. My friends, we are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. Our spirit is new. Did you know we'll have a new spirit? Uh, Are you a new creature, my friend? Is your attitude a new attitude? God's child is, yeah. Do you hear, uh, do you have a heavenly home, or do you just follow after the uh, leeks and the garlics like the... uh, people the children of israel did there do you just long after those things how many followed our lord for the uh loaves and the fishes yes yet they were never saved my friend this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you and me is that the lord would save us and give us a heavenly inheritance not only wash us and cleanse us and put a new heart in our bosom and a new spirit in our heart and a new song in our mouth and a new attitude take away all the old guile and the bitterness we're going to get to that old peter goes into that pretty good giving us instruction how to live we just want to revel in the glory of the lord in our hearts having been begotten of the lord yes to an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled and we're going to get to that in our next study don't don't let me get ahead of myself this is the old trailblazer uh, Pastor Alvin of the First Baptist Church of Algiers inviting you to write us and let us know if you're hearing the message our mailing address Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810 Walker, Louisiana 70785 until next time goodbye and God bless you Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658. 